Welcome to the Field of Grace podcast. My name is Anna Parrish, and I'm so excited that you are here. Oh my goodness, I am so, so excited because this podcast has been in the works for a good while, so I guess I think that's why I'm so stoked to finally be able to share it with everyone and with the world. Um, The concept of hosting this podcast has been on my mind for about three years, but this past semester, I really felt a consistent tug on my heart to put my dreams into action. Um, I'm still learning and listening and growing in my faith, and I'm young and I'm not perfect, but... I'm super excited to share through honest and authentic conversations how God is working in my life and in others' lives. I pray that this podcast is a little glimpse of heaven for you. So for each episode, I'll have a guest and I'll ask them all the same question, which is how has God been faithful in your life? So without further ado, Let's dive in and welcome our first guest, Eliza Chambers. Hello, everyone. I am so thankful to have this opportunity to share how God has been faithful in my life. So Eliza is my roommate at the dollhouse, and she's one of my best friends. So when I first started planning out how I wanted my podcast to look and how I wanted it to go, I knew that she had to be the first guest because I've watched her grow so much even over the past year, and our friendship is such a blessing, and her story is such a testament to the faithfulness of God. She's definitely one of the most determined and resilient people that I have the privilege of knowing, so it was just very fitting to have her be the first guest. I'll go ahead and ask the question, Eliza, how has God been faithful in your life? God has been so faithful in my life. He has been faithful by letting small miracles happen and by providing me with like the best people ever to have during those rough times. Um, Even my birth story is a miracle itself. My mom was an alcoholic and she just kept drinking and kept drinking. And when she was nine months pregnant, she walked to the liquor store And that is when she went into labor, actually. So it was a miracle that I came out fine. I have no disabilities. Um, I can't smell. But other than that, I'm perfectly fine. And so I think God really let that happen. He let my birth happen and maybe who I am today because I was meant to probably tell others about Christ. I just definitely feel like my life has been a testimony for that. Growing up, I went through really hard times because we just didn't have a lot of money and I went without my bare necessities. But luckily, God provided some awesome people. For instance, I was at home and we were without food and randomly our neighbor shows up with a lot of food and I was just like, wow. And it was the perfect timing because we didn't have anything. And she said that she just felt like in her heart something was wrong and that she needed to bring us food. I was just so amazed, partly because I had prayed for that. And also because like God can use a stranger 
And that was just really awesome to see happen. It didn't stop there. I kept going the rest of my life. When I was in middle school, I was in the same situation. And it was still rough, but I had like a good church. And they made sure that I was like well taken care of. And then eventually it was, they were doing everything they could. But unfortunately, my dad lost his job and we were getting evicted from our house. And it was so hard for me because I had really kept my faith in God up until that point. At that point, I was like questioning God. I was like, well, how could you do this? How could you allow this to happen? Do you really care about me? Because I just had this like awesome support system. And to imagine not having that anymore really broke my heart. After a while, I like sat down and I prayed and I read my Bible and when I was reading my Bible, I read the verse, Matthew five sixteen, be the light. It was just like, I don't know. It was a huge deal for me to read that um, just because it made me feel like, okay, I can use this situation for the good. I can use it to show others Christ. And so it doesn't really matter if I don't have this support system here. I'll always have God. Um, and so the next day I went to school and someone had asked me to do this thing for the end of the year. It was a, uh, I think it was a speech for the honor society. I told them, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I, I'm moving like next week. So my teacher was like, no way. And she had me come into her office and she asked me why. I told her my dad lost his job and I just couldn't stay here anymore. And she let me go back to class. And shortly after, my favorite teacher, Coach Bell, called me to her office. So I get there and the librarian is there and so is my teacher. And the librarian is the one who just found out that I am getting evicted and that my dad lost his job. And so my coach says, you know, what can we do for you? And this was like the best moment in my life because I had admired my PE teacher so much. She was just awesome. And I, you know, I told her, I was like, unfortunately, there's nothing you can do, but it means so much that you're, you know, asking. And so we kept talking and she was like, well, why don't you just come live with me? And I was like, okay, great. That sounds awesome. But I don't know how we're going to convince my dad. So she got my dad's phone number and I prayed about it. And I was just, I was praying that my dad would be receptive and that he would let me go live with her for a little bit because I knew I needed that situation. I needed a home where I'm safe and well taken care of. And luckily it it went through and I was able to go live with her. Um, and it was awesome because it was just a really scary time in my life. And I can't imagine like what it would have been trying to figure out where I was going to sleep the next day. But since I lived with her, I was taken care of. And it just, it didn't stop there. Like all throughout high school, I had youth leaders from my church who also took care of me because I didn't have electricity or water. And they supported me a hundred percent and showed me the love of God. And it's just really cool to have those people. And when I look back, there's just so many people who were there and taught me more about God and how to live a life pleasing to God. So in high school, I started living with um, this couple, Bob and Carla. They were my youth leaders and they were just, uh, they were so supportive. They are, they're still supportive, but I think as youth leaders, they were also like, you know, 
showing me how to be a Christian. And even though like being in high school, it's hard to think, okay, how do I stay away from peer pressure and do the right thing? But they were really good at like showing me what that meant and what to do in those situations. Without them, I wouldn't have even applied to college. I don't think, I don't think I would have had the confidence to do that because before I just didn't think I could ever get into a school like Troy. I didn't think I could ever make good on the ACT, but they convinced me that I was, you know, good enough to do those things and that with God, I could do those things. Um, And so unfortunately, Bob did pass away recently and it was so hard because he played a very big role in my life. But if I had not experienced the love he had for me, I would be really sad because it had been a long time since I felt loved. I mean, Carla loves me too, but I was super close with Bob. He was like my best friend and he checked up on me every day and he prayed with me all the time. And it just, it made my relationship with God stronger by having him in my life. So yeah, I mean, even though I'm really sad about his passing, I just, I'm trying to think of like how good it is that I had him there for me. You know, it's so easy to like question God, like, why would you ever let this happen? This is so awful. But I, I want to be the type of person who's thankful for the time that I did have with him because I mean, I can't imagine how my life would have been if I had no time with him. So yeah, I mean, God has just been so faithful and I think, I think God's going to continue to be faithful in my life. And for that, I'm thankful. I mean, even if he doesn't provide in the ways I want him to, I know he's still there for me. So I know everyone can't see like our faces while we're talking, but I'm smiling so big because Eliza and I usually have conversations like this and I know her story, but it's so special because she shares her story about her relationship with God with such confidence and bravery and she's so vulnerable, um, which I think a lot of people don't have those qualities um, quite in the way that Eliza does. And I'm so thankful that she's my friend. But as she was talking, it reminded me that God is a God of miracles. And it's so evident in Eliza's life from even the very beginning, how alive God is and how he turns beauty to ashes. Is that the thing? (laughs) He turns ashes to beauty. Um, And it's just amazing how she's so diligent in her prayer life. Even when she had the opportunity to be angry and mad and she could have rejected religion altogether, I think it's just so awesome that she's still so faithful and such a light to so many. And when she was talking, I was reminded of Matthew 6, where it says, you know, what will we eat? What will we drink? But seek first the kingdom of God and seek God and all of these things will be given to you. And even when Eliza had, you know, the bare minimum, like she said, she was still faithful and thankful, which is just amazing. But I wanted to ask you, Eliza, I said you share your story with such confidence and bravery and you're so vulnerable, but how do you do that? And what does that look like for you? I share my story with such confidence and bravery, I guess, bravery, (laughs) because I know it's what God would want of me after he's provided in so many ways. Um, I do believe that I 
owe it all to him to recognize him and all those things that he has, you know, provided for. But also I want to help others with their relationship with God. And I want them to see evidence, you know, of how God has worked in my life and maybe for them to be influenced or motivated by that. Yeah, that's really good. I love that. And, you know, I just see how alive God is not only in you, but in the people that have helped you. It just reminds me that like, he's not just the God in the Bible, but he's the God of the present. And I keep saying it's so evident, but it's so evident in Eliza's life. And when people look at her, they don't see just the hardships and tribulations, but they see God in that. So I also wanted to ask you the question, how has your view of God changed over the years? What did your relationship look like at the very beginning in middle school and high school? And what does it look like now? How do you view God? And is that different? When I was first saved, when I first accepted Christ in my heart, I was just in complete awe of God, even though I didn't completely understood everything that went with being a Christian, but I was just super excited. As life went on, I I was understanding that God allows for struggles and tribulations, not only because it's life, but also for you to get closer to Him. And so I... I think I had to work a lot harder for my faith. And by working harder in my faith, I think I also dealt with questioning of God and His love for me. When I was in middle school, even though I struggled with questioning God, I still saw Him and the things around me and how He was supplying me great people. When I got in high school, I started questioning God a lot more, and it became very difficult to realize what he was doing in my life and why he wasn't answering the prayers in the way that I wanted him to. However, I think when I look back, I can definitely see how God has worked in my life. It has just been one of those things where I have had to try to keep my eyes on God the whole time, even if the world around me is falling apart. Like I can't be mad at him because things aren't going my way or that things are rough because we're not promised happiness every single day. Yeah, that's so good. It's also a reminder, I think, maybe especially to new Christians or younger Christians, or at least I could have used this reminder when I was still in high school. Christianity isn't like rainbows and unicorns. Um, It's not just like reading the Bible. It's such a relationship. And I think you talk a lot about how God is such a provider Um, you still say like how kind he is, even though you went through hard stuff, even though you questioned, even though you doubted, you still talk about how good he is, which he is. And I think we have to go through hard stuff sometimes to realize how good he is, or at least I've been realizing that recently in the hard moments, in the moments where we're doubting him and we're angry at him, um, Eliza's tearing up over here. Oh my goodness. I'm <laughs> just so thankful. Um, in the hard times, we're able to grow closer to him and we're able to realize how deep his love is for us. And I think without going through hard times, we would never be able to realize how good he is. With that being said, what would you tell someone that's going through a similar situation that you went through or 
who's struggling in their faith or who's doubting and questioning. To anyone who is dealing with what I went through or is struggling in their faith, I want to say to you to keep searching for God and to keep being diligent in your walk with God because he is going to be there for you as long as you're, you know, even if you don't feel like it, he's going to be there for you. And you might not see it until afterwards, but also like by being a Christian, by like giving your life to God, it's so rewarding in the end. I also want to say that it is so hard sometimes to keep your faith in difficult times, but that doesn't mean that God's not still with you. It doesn't mean that you are not a good Christian. I mean, you're a human. You're going to struggle and you're going to doubt God. And that's completely normal. Just don't stay there. Just continue to fight for your faith because that is so rewarding at the end when you look back and you realize like, wow, I stuck with my faith and God has provided because of that. Yeah, that's awesome. What are some examples of what you prayed? How did your prayer life make a difference in your walk with God? When I was younger, I would pray a lot for people to come in my life and to rescue from the situation that I was in. And people did exactly that. God answered my prayer. It was a yes. And people saved me from the situation I was in. And I would also pray a lot about getting good friends because in high school, I had very few friends and it was so hard for me. But now that when I look back, I can realize that if I did get good friends in high school, it would have been really hard to let them go because, you know, with high school friends, they often like go to different colleges and you don't keep up. And college friends are the type of friends that you maintain, you keep, even after college. And so I'm so thankful that God gave me good friends when I came to college. Yeah, I agree. I think we are both super thankful for the community that we're a part of right now at the Christian Student Center in Troy because of the relationships that we've been given. They're the type of friendships that are lasting friendships I think it's so cool that Eliza prayed for a community because I did too. Um, I prayed very boldly and very hard that God would give me friends where we could keep him at the center. And through the CSC, I met Eliza and like I gained the confidence to do something like a podcast and I grew in my faith. And there's several friends that have seen us at our worst and at our best. And I don't know, I think that's another little miracle. We sometimes forget, I know I keep talking about it, but how alive God is And when we step back, and I think through doing this podcast, we've both sort of realized how faithful God has been in our lives. When we step back and reflect on our lives, we're able to more clearly see how faithful He's been. Are there things that you would have done differently in your life or things you wish, you know, hadn't have happened? I wish I would have witnessed more to the people I knew in high school about God a big part of me was scared that I was I would be seen as too much of a goody good or a nerd or whatever for my relationship with Christ. So I do I really do wish that I would have witnessed more to people in high school, but also to family members. I just never took the chance to go out of my way to witness to them. So that's something that I wish I would have done in high school. I still have that opportunity. It's just I saw those people more often during that time. And I think that would have been the best time to do that. 
I wish I would have not only seen God as a miracle worker, but as someone to be worshipped and praised. I kept the mindset of him being like a miracle worker for a long time. And it wasn't until end of high school that I realized how great God is and how I, I mean, I knew how great he was, but I didn't take in like, oh, I need to worship him. I need to tell others how great he is and I need to like live my life for him, you know, because he deserves it. Yeah, that's really good. Um, That reminds me of something that I heard recently and I don't remember where, but someone asked if you just had God, would that be enough for you? Without the stuff that he gives, would just having God be enough? That's a question that Eliza has answered through her testimony and through sharing that, that God is enough. He's our provider and he's our comfort and he's our peace and he's so much more. And it's amazing to see Eliza now and the bold and confident woman that she has become. Her life is a miracle and your life doesn't have to look like Eliza's for it to be a miracle. Your life is a miracle because of Jesus and him dying for our sins. Life is a miracle because of the small things. So whether your life has been full of hardships and turmoil, or it's been really good and easy, or maybe a little bit of both, I pray that you're able to relate to Eliza and her story and that it's an encouragement for you or a reminder of how faithful and constant our God is. Is there anything else you have to say for the people listening today? There is still so much that I want to share about my life, but we would be here for a very long time if I kept doing that. So if you're, you know, if you're interested in my story, I would love to talk to you about it. I owe all the praise to God about how he got me through it. So, I mean, I would love to share the testimony that God has given me to you. Eliza, I am sure there will be so many people that are going to be in contact with you and wanting to hear more about your story because personally knowing you, I know that there are so many little stories, little funny stories. If you know Eliza, she's quite the comedian and storyteller. So I'm sure that there are things that she would love to share. And I'm really thankful for her vulnerability today and the ability to have a podcast and have a platform, even though it's super small, where we can share about God's faithfulness. Thank you, Eliza, so much for sharing. And thank y'all for listening. I'm super, super thankful for this opportunity. And I want to end today's episode with one of my favorite verses, which is Isaiah 6, 8. And it was a big encouragement for me before I started my podcast. It says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I send me. I pray that you go forth into your day feeling fully known and fully loved. I pray that you realize how faithful God is and how much of our lives are miracles. I pray that your eyes will be open to that and I hope that you all have an awesome week. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Wow, that was so cool. (laughs) 